Can you hear me, Votam? Chris, fuck, I'm still uh, still fucking deafened apparently. Can you hear me, Chris? What the hell? Can you hear me now? He can't hear me. What the heck? What did I do here? I can't hear you if you're talking. Uh, how about that? Yep. There it goes. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 33 of the Hogcast. I had to pull episode 32 off of, uh, God, I got to stop saying, uh, so much. I noticed that about myself. I say, uh, like a motherfucker. I don't know if that means I'm stupid or if I'm just thinking. You know what I mean? Could be both. Chris is just so depressed right now. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm in a good mood. <laughs> this is my happy face. It's a INTJ mastermind thing. You know, it's my uh, resting bitch face. It's my uh, my calculating face. The no, it is what it is. The slight sardonic smile. Exactly. And I still, to this day, don't know what sardonic means. It sounds like... It's uh, like sardines, but, you know... Tonic, like alcohol. I thought it was like a middle age thing or so, like a sounds like a time period to me. 
we so we've got like the Jurassic period and the Sardonic period and the Mesozoic period. Is that what you're thinking? Well, I don't think the Jurassic period was ever real. Um, which these dinosaur people, I don't know if it pisses you off or not, but every once in a while I get an ad for this like dinosaur guy and this fucking asshole, which is actually leading into what I'm talking about tonight. Uh, cause I'm going to continue on about, because I had to pull the last episode off of YouTube. It's still available on Spotify, but YouTube has very wide range gray area. What you can and can't say about the old Jovid. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to risk it. I don't need a fucking strike. I'm just going to take it off and then people can listen to it on Spotify. But the point of the matter was just talking about how everything is a fucking psyop these days. And thinking about that, I get this these ads for this fucking dinosaur guy. And this fucking asshole will literally pull a rock out of a riverbed and be like, you know. Wowee, look. A cool... Uh, this is a a uh, a mammoth tooth. I'm like, dude, that is a rock. And then they That's take pretty it, badass though. They, honestly, they take it, dude. And you've seen prosthetics. You can fucking grind on it a little bit. I can make anything look. I can like fucking take my washing machine and make it look like a mammoth tooth if I just crush it up. You know what I mean? It sounds like you're just sipping on that haterade, right? You're seeing a sigma grinding. And you can't help but no. realize that you're missing out on the opportunity. It's like modern art, yeah. where it's like, oh, it's just eight by eight blue. You know, we'll call it ocean. It sells for twenty eight point seven million, and everyone's modern like, oh, I could have done that. It's another we didn't, dude. Art is literally one big money laundering scam. Art is like the original crypto. Except it used to be like, <laughs> it had to be good to be believable, but they refined it. It was like, it used to be like, you have this epic painting of like this battle scene that took this guy two years to paint or whatever the fuck, you know more about it than me. And then, you know, eventually it got to the point where it's like what you're saying, where some fucking rich New Yorker pays $2 million for uh eight by eight picture of nothing but blue and he's like you don't understand it's worth this much because it's art it's modern and it's it's literally just money laundering yeah everything after like say the baroque period starting with like cubism it's when everything went to shit too it's just lack of beauty all around it makes the world a sadder place i think so i mean Y'all, for those of you listening, let me know that the sound and everything uh, sounds good. It sounds good to me, but I hate Yeah, it. I'm on a, an actual mic now instead of the, the Bose headphones. Yeah, I see that. Well, the Bose head... Well, actually, no, you sound fucking good, dude. Yeah, I get that dude. crunchy audio. You might mic mog me. Like I, I spent probably uh, like two, three times as much as you. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. Spend it, big does, money, does, get that big sound, does baby. Does it plug in through the USB? Yeah, it does. It's no good. <laughs> That's what I. Are you doing that? Are you doing like an HCI? What are you getting? No, I have a USB mic, but I paid thirty dollars for it. But what I heard, like when I was watching videos about audio, and maybe things have changed now. This was years ago, but they were saying that really, like, you don't get the crisp. You sound good to me. Don't get me wrong. But they say, like, you really just can't get the good, crisp audio unless you get, like, the fucking a mic that plugs in with the 
you know, like the big the three prong. Yeah, and then it, like an actual, I don't know, like audio compressor thing that plugs in your computer. I don't fucking know. But yeah, and the deal with that is, it boils down to the recording software you're using. So are you running like OBS or something? Yeah, it's OBS. Yeah, then you getting a compressed mic system isn't actually going to sound better. So it depends on the processor. That's also not been the case for six years or something. Yeah. USBs, especially USB 3, can transfer enough data for it to sound nice and sexy. Yet another PSYOP. Big mic companies want to suspend. <laughs> and it was all bullshit anyway. Like, people were like, oh, nobody's going to watch your videos if you don't have good. It's like, dude, have you. Have you looked at Donkey's subscribers? That motherfucker's mic sounds like he's talking into a McDonald's bag. It makes it funnier in a way, you know? Yeah, it's like, uh, it's almost like watermarks on a meme. It's like we were talking about. It's like, I actually add in watermarks sometimes, especially in I, videos. For me, it was always Kinemaster because I didn't know what Kinemaster yeah. was. So I just <laughs> thought because it said Kinemaster, that made it funnier to me. Yeah, it's just some guy, you know? I didn't know what it was. At Kinemaster on IG. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, he's out there. Or she. Probably not a she. I doubt it. Because if, well, if it was a she, it wouldn't be transparent. I think that... be like a picture the, of her uh, or something. The main thing the chicks have made that's like tech-wise is like, is I think the, mate, the lady that made Bumble, which might be the shittiest dating app, at least in my experience, uh... I think a chick made that, but I, I don't know if you ever used Bumble, but mm -hmm. to me, Bumble tells me everything that I don't want to know about a girl, like right off the rip. Therefore, nothing ever happens where like on Tinder or something like that, you know, it's there's not really much information other than the girl has a Post Malone song and some stupid fucking caption, but it's all the same. So, you know, it's bullshit anyway. It's like, okay, I can take this girl out, and then she, whatever opinions might be swirling around in that, I don't know if you'd call it a brain, but whatever's up there, whatever's swirling around up there, if she likes me during the date, she's just going to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to shut the fuck up. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it was about states' rights. Uh, this guy, I like the way he looks. So, <laughs> hey, state, yeah, states' rights, whatever. Can we go back to your trailer now, sir? Uh, whereas with Bumble, like you hear every fucking dumbass opinion they have and nobody's going to have, when you ask somebody to make a profile, yet another psyop is the internet dating. When you ask somebody to make a profile on the internet, they're never going to say any controversial opinion they might have. None of us, you know, it's all just like, we're going to water it down as much as we can and ride off of that which immediately just starts the whole fucking relationship all fake in my mind i don't know i don't really give a shit about internet dating i honestly when i uh when i match with people i use them to practice jokes i i workshop the same the punchline for the joke is the police are combing through evidence what is your, so tell I workshop me your, tell to, me your best joke right now because I have one. I've my best joke on. one right now it's the it's the it's the combing through evidence one. Tell um, the joke. Let's hear it. This is yeah, I'm trying to think how it goes. 
Give me a second, you fat <laughs> retard. I noticed you're wearing your own merch too, you fucking mark. Dude, I gotta admit, like, this merch for all my lifters out there, it's really well fitting. Like, it shit makes me look big, and I don't lift, but, like, it fits the shoulders really nice. Like, this is, these shirts are good. They're a little on the expensive side. I did hear that Spring Tea is gonna be changing their prices soon. Hopefully for the better, probably not. So, you know. I guess get them while you can. I'll see if I can apply some kind of discount code or something like that because it's already like $22 for a shirt's pushing it, in my opinion. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. <laughs> Inexpensive, rather. Sound like the good quality. Anyway, um, when I graduated high school, right, I worked in Utah for a little bit. Um, so I had a summer job there. And uh, we weren't in a strip mall, but we were in kind of like – uh, this street where both sides of the street were uh, just a bunch of shops right next to each other. So I was working at a finance place. It was um, it's kind of like a brokerage, basically. You can think of it like that. And a couple shops down was I call it, I thought it was a costume place. Looking back, it was probably like a cosplay or like some sort of comic con thing. In Utah, um, is this, did this really happen or is this a joke? <laughs> You asked me to tell the joke. I'm telling the joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> based on a true story in Utah. Okay. Um, so it was a, like I said, it was a costume shop, probably a cosplay thing. And one of their popular items was, they called it a wig blank. And so they sold in all the colors, uh, kind of like rainbow thing. And they had natural colors, fake colors, the whole gamut. Um, the premise of the thing, though, is like, it was just long hair everywhere, and the idea is you kind of cut it yourself to whatever style you wanted. Oh my God. So it was a little bit cheaper. Hair. That happened to me a few weeks ago. It's like the worst feeling in the world. What the fuck? And then you want to like put a hat on for the rest of your life now, too. Oh, I wanted to um, but yeah, go ahead. Well, those are boogers, right? You pull those out and you stick them in. Um, anyway, the biggest item was these wig blanks. And so... I'd say like 50% of the people who shopped there ended up buying one of them um, just because they were like a good deal. So they're like two or three uh, doors down from us. And one night around midnight, there's a fire. It's not their building. It's the one next to them. Anyway, like 3, 4 a.m., uh, their building catches and all of the merchandise, all of the stock goes up in flames too. Fire department gets there. It's this whole big thing. Next day... Or kind of like that morning, whatever. Um, police come through. They think they found like a, a case for arsony, right? And so the lady I'm working for at the the brokerage was like, none of us were here. You know, we run bank hours, so it's 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then we do some housework at 5 or until 5. Kind of shit like that. So police investigate, yada, yada, yada. I end up going back to Virginia uh, at the end of my gig. So prepping to go to college, leave Utah. Anyway, fast forward fucking years, right? I actually ran into my manager a few weeks ago. So I was talking to her and this like whole fire thing came up. I'm like, hey, boss, do they ever figure out, you know, like, because they told us that the, the police told us that they had found gas cans, like in the, the shop that went up originally. So I was asking her, like, did they ever figure out, you know, who caused the fire? And she was like, no. 
Believe it or not, the police are still combing through the evidence. <laughs> what makes that funny, at least from like a comedic standpoint, and I'm no comedy expert, is that is like the longest setup for the shortest yeah. punchline I've ever heard in my fucking life. Yeah, it's it's so front heavy that the punchline being so shitty pays off because you're like, finally, he's fucking done with this story. Like, I kind of saw where it was coming at, or where it was going after, like... Well, I said the punchline twice before you're like, oh, tell the joke. Yeah, I know, but, you know... It it's like a Scooby-Doo thing if you start from the end. Yeah, maybe maybe if you did start it from the beginning. Because I can see, like, actually, you know what? Maybe it's a mastermind joke. If only... you're, you're right. It's actually mapped out in your head, yeah. It's like if you start it like that, you really, like, captivate... I mean, maybe trim a little fat, you know, but... For the most part, like it's really captivating. Everybody's sitting there, like, "Wow!" And then you just have the most corny, like, dipshit punchline <laughs> at the end of like this mom joke, and it's it's all like it almost makes it funnier. I actually mm -hmm. I I have two jokes that I've been okay. thinking about, and they're they're pretty short, but this is almost like I I don't know why I think I just watch too much Kill Tony, and like I think about the shit when I'm going to sleep. I'm like, fuck, if I ever got pulled up for like a one minute like you have one minute on stage to do however many bits what would i say and um i think i would start out something like you know like hey guys um i just want to say like i have a rebel flag i know that's not um really accepted these days to have a rebel flag but you know when i was growing up a rebel flag didn't represent racism i Growing up, I always thought that a rebel flag represented that I like to drink a lot of beer and I got a couple of hot cousins. Like, that would be like my just a, a quick boot. Your opener. Yeah, yeah, just to get them in with me. And then my other joke that I've been thinking about is uh, I heard a, a, a black comedian talk about one time how Martin Luther King is kind of a poser because he talked about all these black rights. And yet uh during his time apparently martin luther king cheated on his wife with a bunch of white women that makes me question do you guys think that there's a chandler luther king walking around somewhere now or a braxton <laughs> that one's okay it needs yeah i think you should change it up a bit yeah, I think Chandler's okay but it should be I like Kyle think of, yeah I gotta think of like the whitest fuck it I, Brian I yeah, but you got to think of, like, single white mom. White moms always name their kid, like, Braxton or, like... Be Haley with three eyes. <laughs> What's the ones... It's always, um... Chaz. No, like, there's, um... Braden, Jaden, Caden. Oh, yeah, with, like, the A-Y-D-E-Ns. They love that shit, dude. I they just slap like... a consonant. I would feel like, honestly, it should be a law that if that when it comes to raising kids as a single parent boys should go to the dad and girls should go to the mom it's not that bad it's like when you're a, a little piece of shit kid and you have to go to the bathroom and your parents always takes you you're like three yeah exactly like that is the rule of law with this thing but i mean i, I was looking at this kid today that was which just sounds bad already um me and cheyenne went to dinner and uh, we're sitting there. Cheyenne's got. You're right. That does sound bad. <laughs> Cheyenne's sitting. You're married. Cheyenne's sitting there, baby in her lap, and there's a group of grandparents uh, next to us with their grandchild. 
And I thought that it was a mixed-race kid just because they kept referring to him as he. What, he's got the super long, curly, blonde hair like a mixed-race kid would have? It turns out he wasn't mixed-race, but, like, when he... The whole time, this kid is... It, like, dude, Hazel acts like more of a of like a dude than this kid okay. did. I mean, he was effeminate as all get out. Long, curly hair. They took him out of the, the seat and let him walk off. And that's when I finally, like, caught a glance and realized that he's just, like, legit the girliest little white boy I've ever seen. I don't know what it is. How old was he? Three. Okay. And, um... It's one thing, you know, when you're a grown man, you want to grow your hair out and shit like that. Fine. But I'm just saying, like, for a little boy, I feel like these single moms, which I'm assuming is a single mom. That's why on Friday night, he's at grandma and grandpa's house. You know what I mean? Because uh, <laughs> mom's out at the club trying to get fucking knocked up again. But um, it, it's like... Which there's always room to turn around, but it's like you you're neutering this kid at a young age. Like I'm always of the opinion like when I was three years old, my grandpa was telling me to fucking shut up and stuff, you know what I mean? Like I get yeah, being I, rough. I, but it's it's how you learn to be a man. Because even though I was a fucking sissy of a kid, like really bad uh super sensitive nice which you know maybe it's not a bad thing to be that way but you know the thing about being a man is you have to learn when it's okay to be sensitive when it's okay to be nice who like you can't just be nice to everybody because you know some people are going to take it if i'm you know at the atm machine at 1 a.m that is not the time to be sensitive and nice that is the time to be you know aware <laughs> aggressive otherwise how am i supposed to rob somebody mm -hmm. but um, exactly <laughs> but you know what i mean like but but because i grew up around adults my little brother wasn't born until i was eight years old i grew up only around adults and mostly around men my dad was probably the most sensitive person i knew my mom's a fucking hard ass uh it, it taught me really early on yeah but uh question mark I feel like I know who question mark is. I can't remember. I think that's piss in the kitchen sink or something, but it it wasn't a light skinned kid. He was just a white kid, but he was being raised like, like a girl basically. But, uh, I don't know that that gets on my nerves because it, it's so, I feel like it makes it a lot harder growing up as a guy or a girl it's like as a if, if you're growing up a girl and you're only raised around men you're gonna have a tough time finding a fucking mate because you're you'll just be so you know hard fucking core all the time some dudes are into that yes but you know what i mean like this I, i've always said the number one feature that women will always have over men instinctually is women and it's the best feature a girl can have Cheyenne has too much of this, but women can put and will put a good one. will put everybody else before themselves. Like it's that caretaker shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it just comes down to, you know, not just fitting in, but being able to socialize. And so if you're a little white boy 
and you can only make friends with girls, you're going to feel like you're being left out of a bunch of shit growing up. It just sets you up to, you know, be depressed and feel like a failure. Like, if all your friends are, you know, if every all the other white boys in your grade are playing football and you're not, you're going to feel excluded. And so it's just, you know, an unnecessary burden for the kid. Oh, question mark is Jabrillium. Um Allegedly. Yeah, that's what hit me hard, dude, is when I was in second grade, I started going to all black schools. So, like, I was... <sighs> dude, I got thrown... And I'm not talking about, like, gentrified. I'm talking about real ghetto. Maybe not, like, Philadelphia, but as far as Jacksonville goes, you know? Philly is, like, a, a ghetto shithole. Yeah, Philly is, like, violent. Uh, my schools weren't necessarily super violent, but it was just a lot of, you know... it as as the type of kid i was as soon like i remember in second grade like one of my first ex, like interactions with the other kids and it's almost like kind of gay now but i'm eight years old i was like oh this guy seems cool and this this kid looks like he's been in prison for eight years and he's eight years old but i didn't think anything about it i'm not judging i'm like i'm gonna tickle him and he's like yo what the fuck you doing faggot <laughs> i was like whoa Oh, apparently there's something wrong with my way of thinking in this environment. And from then, from second grade until 12th grade, that's the only kind of schools I went to. And I, it, it taught me to be, I guess, hard in a way. Like I wasn't unintelligently that way, but I learned, you know, like when I was in high school, I was always super quiet because I learned that the one thing that like the black kids never fucked with the quiet white kid. My first, like my third day of school, this wigger kid turns around at me, you know, white guy, slicked back hair, ponytail, a little bit like you, but white. Um, <laughs> he turns around. He's like, he's like, it better not fuck with you, huh? You're going to shoot this whole damn school up. Ain't you? And I just kind of <laughs> smiled and I was like, I, I don't know, dude. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, no problem. You know. What was your uh? I know we're supposed to be talking about psyop. School is a real psyop in reality. What was your? Where did you go to school at? Yeah, so I was raised in Northern Virginia. So for public school, excuse me, for elementary school, I went to a private school. Where is so it was actually Northern Virginia. Uh, like Great Falls, Fairfax, oh, okay, Potomac. I was, I was born in Fredericksburg, so. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I moved. To yeah, so. Before, but I'm kind of like familiar with the area. Yeah, so I lived like three miles southwest of the Potomac River. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that's kind of where my dad grew up. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's Northern Virginia culturally is very different from the rest of Virginia, which is yeah, why I always make that distinction. Um. Well, they're Yankees, and they're they're all uh, diverse. Um, to the elementary school I went to was uh, private, and it was a gifted school, so you had to actually test in as a little kid. Um, yep, autistic. I go with numbers, all that shit. <laughs> um, and so that school was taught basically like two years advanced to public school, which is fine. Um, so we were actually, so really, because you know, this was when they were like rolling out Common Core. 
Like, so we were actually like good with all the subjects and everything. Can we be real? America's gifted is like the rest of the world's standard. Like maybe in other parts of the country, but like actually well-to-do white areas and like Asian areas, there's smart kids and there's the gifted kids. Um, so this school tested really well nationally and internationally. Um, there's actually been a couple kids who've given TED talks in like high school. Hey, because it's just like a TED talk. Yeah, he give it. Sam's he gave that TED talk at Drexel, which is where I went. Um, <laughs> I've had classes in the building that he gave his TED talk. Um, That's fucking his TED talk is fucking awesome. No. Yeah, especially with the costuming. Anyway, and Sam's uh, I went to a. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I went to private school until sixth grade, seventh and eighth grade. I homeschooled, did a bunch of work with my dad, uh, basically like economics and investing, and then I did two days of in session or in classroom sessions for math, science, and literature, and then in high school I went to a public school. Um, public school kids, fucking dumb. And there's like no two ways about it. I don't even think, and I'm gonna be nice here. I don't think that they're they're really not like naturally that much more. I mean, I'm sure they're not quite as naturally intelligent as like the gifted kids. But the big, uh, what I noticed when I went to to public school was just that nobody really even tried it was like it, it's mm -hmm. not that you're the you're not retarded you just come to class and you fuck off you like if you just sat there and even gave 50 percent of the effort to the work you would be like a b student you know what i mean but they don't mm -hmm. like nobody would yeah no try. they're they're like intentionally idiots and it was really fucking frustrating um so i actually had a really hard time socially in high school just because i didn't get along with any people or a lot of people based off their attitude um went to college drexel at least the program i was in was very competitive i think it had our year there were over 200 applicants and so they had i think like an eight percent acceptance rate all right i'll crank that up thank you danny for letting me know so that was actually a, a big sigh up going to a Oh, wait, let me crank it up a little bit more. I can kind of see what Danny's talking about here. How's that, Danny? Am I sounding a little better now? Here, let me just make sure everything's good. I'm guessing mm -hmm. other people can hear me, but, you know, my boy Danny, he's sitting in the chat. He's listening. He's, uh, that's my, my chief engineer, my sound engineer from down there in Tijuana. Uh, shout out to Danny. Oh, dude, I, I was thinking the other day, I'm not trying to cut off what we were talking about, but, like, it's fucking boring. I would. It is what it is. No, no, it's. I like it, uh, and I think other people. I I think one of the things, at least like with me, when I listen to podcasts, I love to hear other people's stories, even if they're not like, like you can get something from almost in, like you can talk to a homeless person, and be like, "Yo, bro, what's your story?" And mm -hmm. get fucking like people love that shit. But uh, I was thinking like. Dude, I could go to Tijuana and meet up with Danny, and I don't know how safe Tijuana is, but, like, dude, I could give him, like, 200 bucks Americana to be, like, my guide, and that would be, like, a year's worth of money for him. He'd be balling. We'd have fun, you know, but I don't know when I'm going to be able to 
go to Tijuana, but you know, but yeah, I you got to get on that eight plates Gumroad sponsorship, bro. Set up a Patreon, set up an OnlyFans, set up an Only Hog. Fuck it. <laughs> start selling the uh, start selling exclusive merch, shoutouts, NFTs, the whole nine yards. You know, open up that uh, that follower page. Just start accepting people. I can't. I can't. That's the ticket, bro. I can't do that to people right now. Is okay, then stop selling your shirts for twenty two dollars. The them. only reason sell it, sell that shit for two twenty. Make it streetwear. I, call it a day. I, I pay money so that other people can buy the shirts. Like I lose exactly. money on it. I know that's what I'm saying. You got to bump those. As your accountant, all right. The only you got to start turning a profit. The only reason I like Teespring is because they handle everything. Like if there's any problem with shipping or anything like that, that's all. It's all them. The website, everything is handled by them. So yeah, the shirts are a little bit more expensive. But if anything goes wrong, any return, anything like they don't have to try and come to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, that's what DC told me to use. So I'm gonna off the air. I'm gonna ask you about the shirt styles that you sell because that does look like a good shirt. It's, and it matters. Like the blank that you excuse me, the blank that you're printing on, so important. <laughs> if the shirt fits like shit, I'm not gonna wear it. All the ones, dude, the tank tops, I've, I I have one tank top and one shirt that I've ordered. And I haven't gotten any complaints from anybody that's bought them. But, like, this shirt, this is, like, the perfect shirt. It's not, it's a little bit polyester and stretchy, maybe for my taste. But as far as, like, not too thick, not too thin, fits perfect for me. Like, as a 2X, this is fucking perfect. Uh, and I'm not saying that because it's my shirt. Like if if they actually gave me a shit shirt, I would say it because I was a little bit concerned at like the basic cotton tee versus like the upgraded model. Like what's the fucking difference? But I I love this shirt. Um. But yeah, what what were you saying about Drexel? No, so yeah, so I was at Drexel. The I was a product design major, got a minor in graphic design and fine arts. Um, I was in the Westfall, excuse me, Antoinette Westfall College of Media Arts and Design, which is about as liberal as it gets at a a liberal big school in a big city. Were you ever a liberal, um, or were you just kind of sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, is your nah, I parents like, liberals or? You no, know, my mom's pretty conservative. I don't know what my dad is. He's got a lot of like nuanced opinions. Your dad's about um, that green party. Dude, my dad's about making that fucking cash, baby. Exactly. I respect Um, And he's the Irish one. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how that worked out. Um, Irish don't take no shit. Yeah, I mean, he should be drunk way more than he is. (laughs) Um, That's what happens when Irish aren't drunks. They actually do (laughs) something with their lives. That's right. The English had to give them all alcohol poisoning just to compete. Um. Yeah, I've always been conservative. I I think I've told you like somewhere, but I got the first time I got red pilled was on iFunny in like 2012, and it was with those. It's cliche, but it was with those feminist compilations. I was like, hmm, maybe these guys are onto something. I mean, it's we like, all watched chicks- Ben Shapiro back in the day, but I- yeah, it was Ben and Milo. It was it was different for me because I don't know about like your mom. But, uh, which uh, cornbread's probably when I watch him, but sh- you know, my, my family was very like, like uh, neo Republican conservative, you know what I mean? 
Okay. So growing up in in these kind of liberal public schools that didn't really, you know, um, like all God, I hate teachers for one. Let me like I fucking despise the average public school teacher. I there's a couple, you know. I had um, I'm not gonna name her because she might. Oh, she's probably fucking dead by now. But I had one English teacher in high school that was. You know, she was the one that when people came to class, you know, like I said, it was mostly black school, but I mean, she would just straight up at the beginning of class. She'd be like, look, I know how everybody talks out there outside of that class. She's like, you want to talk slang and stuff? That's fine out there. In here, we speak English. We write English. We do this. This is if you want a good grade, but everybody loved and respected her. You know what I mean? Like they Mm -hmm. were, they understood. She was like, look, I don't give a fuck how you talk outside of the class you know you got funny words or you know you say something one way or mix up grammar because that's just the way people talk that's fine but in like english class is about you know speaking english perfectly but the rest of the teachers dude by the time i got out of high school i was like i didn't know what i was but when obama came around you know like um I was like, which kind of gets to the topic I wanted to ask you about as, as somebody that maybe knows a little bit more about the money than I do, was like healthcare and shit like that. I was like, this guy doesn't seem like he has bad ideas. And my dad's just sitting there like, no, he's the Antichrist. And I'm like, how? What? But, you know, nobody knew. My dad didn't know shit. Um, and I didn't really know anything. All we knew was whatever points were made in a very like low tier thing. But, um, it took, it, it wasn't until like 2016, I think was when I, I, I like completely flipped the fucking coin. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I went because it, it got to the point where number one, Obama's presidency was not good. Like, the country did not go in the way that he said it was going to. So I was like, well, this sucks. And then I started learning more, and then Trump came around. And I was like, well, everything sucks right now. This guy seems a lot of fun. And I kind (laughs) of, you know, we all had that stage. Yeah, Trump was fun. So do you want to talk about healthcare? Is that your question? Yeah, I hear this question a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily disagree with it, but like you hear the, the like neo Republican, like oh we got to have privatized healthcare, blah blah blah, uh, universal healthcare would never work, and I don't necessarily know that universal healthcare would work, but there's got to be a better fucking way to, because right now like, if I had health insurance, it's like fucking three hundred dollars a month or something like that just for me through my job. You know what I'm like? It, like mm-hmm. to me, that's ridiculous over something that I do. Like I don't even go to the doctor. So my car insurance, for example, there is. I mean, what is the the for? Let, let's use that as a good example. What is the chance that I'm going to drive and get into a car wreck and get hurt, or total my truck compared to the chance that I'm going to have like a major medical malfunction, and yet my my truck insurance is, you know less than half of what my medical insurance would be. So to me, something ain't fucking right here. It's not working. Yeah, so there's a couple things that are going on with healthcare. The first one is 
But yes, universal healthcare is a moral thing. It's a good idea. Like it's nice to to care for people in your country. It's nice to support others. Um, like morally, it's a good thing to you know contribute to someone else's well being. That's fine. We'll set that aside. Um, the two, well, the main issue that people take with uh, like universal healthcare is people like us who don't go to the doctor often or at all, relatively healthy, have yeah. to pay for people who aren't healthy. And so, or people that go say, to the like, doctor all the fucking time when they don't need to. Exactly. So you're basically democratizing the expense of all we're going to round up to 400 million Americans um, across everyone. So everyone pays the same amount. It's like a installing a phone. It's $20 to get a phone installed. If you live in an apartment building or if you live, you know, 40 miles away from the nearest town, everyone pays the same price because that's just the way it works. Um, part of the, the big kerfuffle with universal healthcare was people with pre-existing conditions get the same price as like me so i've got nothing pre-existing i have add but i don't get prescriptions for it in good health i don't I have, have ADD like, and i get prescriptions for it well that's the real move <laughs> um well doc you actually don't understand right like you think my lungs are fine but i really need those oral steroids okay um and so you're balancing out everyone else's expenses uh, when you don't have a need to pay. So it'd be like buying a ticket for a movie that you're not going to see. You could think of it like that. Um, and then I think we could also argue that the government is terrible at running anything. Absolutely. And this is that's kind of like the the 1A part. It's like, I don't like the DMV because it's an organized, unorganized piece of shit. The USPS loses almost everything I sent. I sent Jack when he was at boot camp. I sent him six letters. He only got three of them. Jesus. I don't want the, uh, the the fucking big government taking care of my health care. Another issue with universal health care, and this happens a lot in Britain, um, where they'll, they'll have a big meeting at the head of a hospital. And they'll say, this year we're going to do, I don't know, a thousand MRIs. We're going to do, you know, 1,500 surgeries. And we might do four heart transplants. And that's it. That's the cap. And so you'll have people who are on waiting lists to get these, you know, whatever the procedure is, because they've already met the cap for that year, because the government can only pay for so much. Oh, and so shit. it becomes an artificial limit when, because a, a lot of times they'll say what they're going to pay for, and that's the yearly budget. A better method would be, here's the spend in fiscal year 2021. This is what the government has to pay now. And so you get the check at the end of the year instead of writing a check at the start. So that's another issue. The biggest issue in America, and this is one that a lot of people gloss over, is that the average American is fat and fucking stupid. So you don't understand health. You don't exercise. You don't go out. You don't do anything to lead a healthy lifestyle. And this is a big issue, kind of like with the FDA, with like the food pyramid. They introduced the food pyramid, obesity skyrockets. They introduced another version of the food pyramid, which is now better, more correct, more accurate. It will be like one loaf of bread a day. <laughs> yeah, one loaf of bread, 
a glass of orange juice and then like maybe a piece of salmon. A twelve pack of cokes. Yeah, and this is honestly like the biggest problem I have with universal healthcare in America is that at a national level we're just unhealthy. Like the average American's fat. I think a third of the country's obese. Even in childhood, I think it's more than a third, dude. I think it's like almost. It's probably half. more. It's like forty something percent, or like thirty nine percent, or some shit like that. I'll That's my, depressing. Uh, I'll have my fucking producer look that up. Let's see, American obesity rate. But like, is your producer Fast and Furiousism? Could be. It might be Brian. <laughs> so it was forty two percent in twenty eighteen. So it's probably higher after the pandemic. I uh, think. I think the, it's there was a down. number. Well, no, there was a number that said the average American gained like thirty pounds during the pandemic. The average American is a TikToker, according to what they're looking. Exactly. At. They're going um, off of polls. Yeah, and so a big issue with universal healthcare, especially in this country, is that part of it's a diversity thing. Like it's you know it's not appropriate to say it. But different races are susceptible to different things. So, you know, it it is what it is. Um, Black people are on average heavier than white people who are on average heavier than Hispanics who are on average heavier than Asians. So Asians are getting really burned in just by fat people. Then you have heart conditions that are specific to certain races like natives and blacks. It is what it is. Yeah. so that kind of falls under that first category where healthy people who have done nothing wrong have to pay more because let's say I'm paying $100 a month for my insurance. Now I'm going to have to pay you know, 180 or 210 to kind of cover the base cost of everyone else. Um, and so the issue with American universal health care is that it's just, you know, it's not the proper way to go about it because you have a lot of healthy people then you have a lot of really unhealthy people and you're spreading that burden, you know, unfairly. And see, this is where I think, you know, assuming, you know, let's just take the whole slavery thing out of the picture. But like when when the South fought for what they called states rights, kind of going against the big federal government, telling everybody to do what to do. It would seem to me that especially because everybody's a resident of a state like you could almost more easily do a universal health care if you did it like state by state which i know they kind of do but it's not really that refined but like if you went mm-hmm. state by state and then categorize people into you know even like three different categories like young healthy no preconditions put them in one unhealthy certain age whatever like middle age and then old people in a certain category like i feel like you could work something like that out on a state by state basis, but like asking absolutely, and that's how pay for California is ridiculous. Yeah, and that's how what is it? Unemployment benefits are run. Every state does it on their own. There's 50 different um, unemployment benefit agencies or whatever in the U.S. Every state manages it themselves because it's pulled out of state income tax, and so you could do a state level tax on health insurance or something and it could just be rolled out instead of going to infrastructure because they never spend it on infrastructure you can put it into you know a universal health tax well we pay for medicare here but it's like so i have medicare coming out of my taxes you know but 
if I apply to Medicare, it's not free. So it's not only is it coming out of my taxes, yep. but now I'm paying on top of that. You know, because I, I think mean? you're paying for everybody. Forget that it's like no, it's not everyone else. It's a certain age group. They get it free. It might be retirees like sixty five. They're the last fucking people that deserve something for free. <laughs> Keep the, the idea is that you pay into it your entire life, and then you get it back, which is I see that for fucking Social stupid. Security or something like that. Yeah, but what's well, the same thing? Yeah, because Social Security is going to run out. Why am I Why am I putting money into Medicare that I don't even need for people that? don't even work anymore that you know if they're smart they should have worked long enough and had enough money based off of social security and whatever other retirement they had set up to where they can afford to pay for health insurance because you know good and well and i hate doctors at this point i like my doctor which is my (laughs) father-in-law but um he's a pretty fucking cool greekoid but um most doctors are fucking assholes like my kid's pediatrician um hazel has had i believe it it, no it might have been rosie i think rosie has had three ear infections this year and Mm -hmm. cheyenne being in the medical you know obviously her stepdad is a doctor uh so she knows a lot when it and, and she works for him so she knows a lot about this medical shit and she tells the pediatrician, okay, can you recommend, because you have to get, um, like, recommended to an ear, nose, and throat doctor, a specialist. Yep. She says, can you recommend uh, or, or give me the whatever so I can take her to an ENT and just have her checked out, make sure everything's okay? Because a lot of that shit runs on her shitty Irish genetics side of the family. Get those bulldog genes. Yeah, dude, they they can't fucking breathe unless they got chimney sweep dust in their nose. But uh, (laughs) I'm saying this having no idea what my genetics are. But um, the point, like the doc, the pediatrician's like, no, we're not going to do that. She has to have X amount of of ear infections in a year. And Cheyenne just says she's she's like, what? I'm just asking to go just to make sure everything is okay it's like this is not her but the the reality is is that the pediatrician wants the baby to keep coming back to her so they can collect the fucking money yeah it's such a a fucking stupid rule it's like oh the baby has to suffer more before we're going to escalate yeah it's like i'm going to break your kneecaps what's the address yeah it's like or you know be permanently damaged because maybe her nostrils or something might be fucked up you don't know you know it's like but that's the more I learn about the medical, like people talk about the fucking uh, military industrial complex or whatever. Let's talk about the fucking medical complex. Oh, medical is way worse. Way, 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 way worse. Because you're talking about insurance. That's the biggest scam in the world. Everyone pays in. It's very rare that you actually pull out of it. There are there are doctors that will not even see uninsured patients because they don't bring in the same money it's like it's not even worth it to them like when i go to my doctor even though he's my father-in-law and i never pay the guy he take it out of cheyenne's check for all i fucking care she's the one that gets me to go anyway you know but like anybody though if you're coming in cash it's like 125 bucks first visit 
whatever the blood work costs, that's what it costs. That's not him. And then everything after that, it's like $75 a visit. To me, that's not bad for a cat. That's a good deal. You know, $75 basically for an hour with a doctor. That's a good deal. But for the dude, the insurance is paying like twice that, you know? Yeah. No, it's a big scam. And then you get that cyclical, you can call it late stage capitalism if you want. Um, where you pay more for insurance, so the insurance costs more, and then doctors see that the insurance prices are higher, so they'll raise their prices. And then you have the distributors and what is the medication companies? They'll start raising their prices, and then everything's too expensive for insurance, so insurance goes up. So it all just keeps stepping up and up and up. And yet nobody's making any more fucking money. No, it's another psyop. It's like it's it's like I was saying when people say, you know, trust the doctors. I'm like, trust who? Who? These fucking people? Maybe yeah, I, I mean, ninety percent of, of them, doctors. But... If it's not like the most common thing in the world, they just search up a lot of the symptoms on databases because you can just do a a search. Be like, uh, sore nose, trouble breathing, red eyes, and we'll spit out like the most common cases sorted for probability yeah do you remember that i don't know if you ever saw that meme from uh a long time ago but it was a meme where i guess a nurse was trying to text uh they had a patient he's trying to text the doctor that wasn't there at the time but uh it goes something along like patient claims of leg pain like at the knee or some shit like that and the guy texted him back He's like, I ain't the doctor, bro, but I Googled it, and uh, I think it's like blah, 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 blah. And then the nurse texts him back like 20 minutes later, and he's like, he's like, hey, man, just wanted to let you know. Turns out you were right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the average person can Google search it up. It can't be a girl, though, because it, it always leads to pregnancy. Um average guy can search up most things and be like oh this is what it is i searched the girl will every single time it seems like be like oh it, this is you know it's related to my fertility or whatever and it's like i got a headache must be a period it's like no it's because you haven't eaten in three days and the last sip of water you had was actually vodka so you should you know have a meal and a bottle of dasani i think dude dasani is trash number one Let's be real here. It's all the same. No, it is not, dude. Dasani tastes like battery. And don't get me wrong. I'm bush hog. I'm not fucking water hog here. But <laughs> let me let me just say this. Dasani and Aquafina, I don't know what the fuck Pepsi and Coke are doing. But both of those waters are easily the worst tasting water I've ever put in my mouth. Like, it's it literally tastes like fucking battery acid compared to so even... what water like, do you buy? I either get, like gas station spring water which is okay. some of the best water i've had but spring like, water is pretty good yeah like the spring water is good even from like you know circle k spring water is some of my favorite um fiji's pretty good uh like basically any decent water or even like aquafina is fine but i don't know what the fuck they're doing it's it's literally only dasani and aquafina that because they're adding extra minerals probably, to be healthier that's what it is. That's where the flavor comes from. The flavor. That's of why. Uh, exactly. That's why. Uh, well, it's all metals. 
It'd be like drinking blood. It's like, oh, it tastes like copper. It's like, no shit. Exactly. Um, dude, it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, if I want extra shit, which usually Gatorade, which is, uh, yeah, Gatorade's a Pepsi product, I'm pretty sure. So Gatorade, wait, is Gatorade a Pepsi product? I don't know. Ask the producer to look that up. Yeah, let's see. Is Gatorade a Pepsi product? I think Gatorade is Pepsi and Powerade um, is Coke. Ga yeah, Gatorade's Pepsi, owned by Pepsi. Powerade's owned by Coke. So Powerade tastes like fucking ass. Uh, I don't know anybody that likes Powerade over Gatorade. If you do, you're wrong. Uh, I've only ever met one guy who did. and He was a driving instructor for Skip Barber. So they're all a little... A little kooky in the head. Oh, here's a good question that I'm thinking about. Do you, you have, or that's right, you do have a sibling. Mm -hmm. What are your siblings like compared to you? Are you the oldest? I'm the oldest. So me oldest and you're in the, me and you're two in the, and three quarter. Yeah. So we're boat. in the same boat. What what are you So my sister pretty close in age. She never really grew out of that. Like, I want to be, like, my older sibling kind of phase. You know how kids are, like, they're like they see you doing, or younger siblings, rather. They see you doing something, they want to copy it. Um, she never really grew out of that. I don't know. that my. So is she a, is she making big money or what? Fuck no. Um, does she go, so I mean, but like, there. does she go to college or? Yeah, so she goes to college. She's at Drexel. Followed me there. Okay. Um, she's studying criminology and psychology. Oh, no. But. Well. Yeah, so you already know where it's going. Uh, um, Starbucks? Yeah. Uh, so we're polar opposites in almost every way. Um, spare her her blushes. I just, there's not I, there's not a lot of redeeming qualities I see in her. But your dad, um, did, I mean, is your dad, I'm assuming he, he paid for your college or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's paying for hers and he doesn't I mean he's got to know like hey what you're doing is not going anywhere or does he is he just like whatever no she's already got like a position lined up once she graduates um but she just needs a lot more hand holding she's bought into that like therapy cures everything mindset um I think she, mentally she's just very weak the only therapist uh, I need that. was born 2021 years ago <laughs> amen to that brother um yeah so you know two and a half years younger polar opposites and i don't know how that really worked i think it came down to i uh, i went outside or i was on my funny and she was on tumblr all the time I was a Tumblr guy, but I was mostly using it to, uh, uh, not, not to my knowledge. I was honestly there because I didn't, these were the days where you didn't like Tumblr didn't have a stigma to it. You know, that's just something that people yeah. were on. So I was like, okay, Tumblr sounds like there's like Tumblr, MySpace, Facebook kind of came around after and Instagram wasn't even a thing yet. Um, yeah, but she was on Tumblr when it started becoming like Tumblr. Tumblr got to be pretty fucking bad. Um, but yeah, my, I don't know. It's just so weird. It's so different from like me and my siblings. My Maybe it's because we're farther apart. My brother is eight years younger than me. And 
dude, like, I, and don't get me wrong, I fucking love my brother, but he is neat to the core. Like, he's he just turned 19 and, like, no job, plays video games. My dad bought him a car. Like, pretty much all his bills are paid. Like, he doesn't have any bills. Yeah. So there's, but it's just, like, going nowhere. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking, because when I was 18, obviously, like, I grew up fair, not poor, but we were broke. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we had cars and, and a house and stuff, but my dad did not have extra money to throw around. And uh, and he didn't know anything about college either. So he made the right move in, like, not sending me to college with having no idea what college was about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, I my own laziness actually steered the ship away from that iceberg because i i i like signed up for community college and right after signing up i was like this is fucking stupid i hate school why would i go to more school it's like i'll just fucking figure it out from here and that's what i did i never went to college i probably would have done all right but like what are you going to get at a community college you know probably the same money that i make now if not less but um yeah it all depends on what you go into and you're pretty blue collar, so maybe you'd get like more managerial roles. But even then, it's like just goes to a guy who's got his shit together. They're not looking for a piece of paper. And I mean, if I could, I like no joke. Just because of the my the way I think, and I'm definitely not the dumbest person in the world. I'm not claiming to be the most intelligent, like book smart person ever. But I feel like with the right guidance, like if I had a dad like yours or something like that, and I got Mm -hmm. guided that direction, I could probably do it too. You know what I mean? But without, like, it's so weird just, you know, sending a kid off to college and you have no idea what happens afterwards or where he's going to go. Or like, it's like, hey, dad, I'm getting a job in human resources. Like, what the hell is human resources? Like, you know, it's it, it makes no logistical sense. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's not an issue of like ability. It all comes down to what you're familiar with. So both my parents went to college. My uh, both grandparents on my dad's side went to college, so they knew what it was about. Um, but now it's like if you're if you're not in college or you don't have kids in college, it's probably not going to break that cycle. Which yeah. is fine because you need people. You need people everywhere, right? Like you can't just have college graduates. You need electricians. You need plumbers. And that's the beautiful no. thing about America is there's like, there's guys that that don't go to college, but maybe they become like a diesel mechanic or something like that, you know. And then you learn that Absolutely. skill and start your. It's very easy to start your own business as like a diesel mechanic or whatever. You literally just rent a plot of land. And there's not really any like certification required, but there's so much business in that area. Diesels yeah. always need repairs and maintenance. And there was like that, um, I forget what the show was, but it was like Making a Millionaire or some shit like that. Like mm-hmm. a dude was a diesel mechanic, got good at it, started working on oil because, you know, oil rigs use big diesel engines to run the rig. Yep. And then next thing you know, the dude's like builds his business up with a little help from his wife on the money side of things. But mm-hmm. he's like a fucking multimillionaire now, you know? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of blue collar guys end up being entrepreneurs. And they don't even like they don't even think about it like that. Yeah, they don't even know like, what's going on. But it, it can. Yeah, just it's happen. like uh, you know, I was a, an apprentice. I was a helper for three years. 
worked with the guy. He quit, so I took over his business, and now it's my name on the slogan and everything. And now I've got three helpers and an apprentice. That's just how it goes, and that's you know it's beautiful. There was that's, a guy, you know, like the most I, admirable um, thing you could do. Which I don't know how much of it was bullshit, but it's too extravagant for it to be a lie. But a guy <laughs> that I used to work at the uh, well drilling place with, he was on the pump side of things, mm. and um. He, you know, obviously he serviced, installed like well pumps, uh, water filtration system, stuff like that. He's like to. Bobo, your job is to shut up. Monkey. But, um, he told, he's like my real talent that I've always had is carving things. And he told me how he would he learned how to carve like these big wooden statues and shit like that. And mm -hmm. he got in contact with some dude in like Miami or whatever the fuck. And the dude knew who to sell them to. He's like, I was making fucking crazy money because people would like imagine like a tiki pole or something like he could carve yeah. shit like that. And they would pay crazy money for it. And the mm -hmm. dude told him, he's like, dude, if you come to Miami and move here where I'm at. Or what, he's like, dude, you could be making hundreds of thousands of dollars, which he just didn't want to do it, which makes no sense to me. But I don't know if you don't want to do something, you don't want to do something. Yeah. But like, it's just like shit like that. You never know in this country. It's kind of the beautiful thing about it. Like you get good at a random thing or which I don't know if you know Andy's mom or Andy mm -hmm. from used to be in the website. Yeah. His mom makes Christmas wreaths, but like really fucking cool Christmas. wreaths. Yeah, not just Christmas, like seasonal, too. When Etsy sells them for, like, these rich white women pay some good fucking... She, make, she makes so much money on Etsy that Andy's dad quit his job to help her make the wreaths. It's how much fucking money they're bringing in from... It's, it's fucking nuts. Like, all you have to do in this country to be successful is just... Just be persistent at something, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. I don't care if you like it or not. If it's a skill and it's something that people need... And you're persistent at it, and you get fucking good at it. You can make some fucking money. Absolutely, yeah. There's you know unending ways to make money. It's literally, so many ways to do it. And as long as you have a skill that you can sell, you're never going to be broke. Like if you can make yourself in demand, you're set for the rest of your life. That's what I love about like skill skills too. And this goes for both white and blue collar like and people that do like art shit which i don't know what you would call that white blue whatever pretty white <laughs> yeah well, white in both sense of the word but like um what the fuck was i getting at skill but, skills but it's like you when you earn your money based on something that just you do like with your own labor there's no like buying and selling you know what i mean mm -hmm. like when i like let's say you're a truck driver for example you're you're running this machine everything you do relies on this machine to be up and running when it goes down you're at i mean you're dipping fast you know what i mean however the diesel mechanic the only thing that guy makes money with the only thing he needs to make money with is his two hands and then whatever tools he's bought and then you know what's in his head but that's his money maker right there is just fucking what he knows yeah no absolutely like if you have a a skill that makes you unique and there's a term for it i forget it right now um it's differentiated 
So if you can position yourself in a way that will help others and is unique to you specifically, you know, that's the ticket. That's all you need. Somebody just typed the N-word into the chat. Very or edgy. Good to see we got the 14-year-olds the in. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know what what people want from that. What's funny is every time my cousin got to be like a, a half half decent like Fortnite player. Okay. <laughs> He used to stream or whatever, but he got good enough to where once in a while, because he would have in his name, like his name on um, on on uh, Fortnite would be Twitch.tv slash Safety Hat or whatever, and when he would kill a bigger streamer, it would show, and uh, everybody would like flood his stream. But everybody on Twitch, as soon as they flood somebody else's stream, they just start spamming shit like that, like. What? <laughs> what difference does it make? Yeah, sounds pretty gay, pretty stupid, idiot, retard. <laughs> I'm trying to think about what. I, so we've realized that college is a psyop. Yep. Medical. Public schools a psyop. Doctors are psyops. Uh, teachers are psyops. Paying for other people's health insurance is a psyop. Uh, what else? I think dogs are a psyop, at least Banjo. Um, Banjo is the... I have never met a dog. I don't think... Banjo is intelligent to the point where, like... He's not like Skid Boot, you know, where, like, you can teach him a bunch of shit because he doesn't care. But it's, it's like, I can look at that dog and tell what he's thinking. You know, I think like, you're. I think you're a dark empath. Empath. I don't know i but like every time he's ever like uh he's never bit hazel but he's like snapped at her or whatever and when i hear the story of what happened shan's like yeah she was jumping on the couch going crazy or she's like you know pulling on his ears or jumping on him or something like that i was like oh okay so it's not that he's aggressive but what he is doing is teaching her, I'm a dog, I'm not a toy, you know, in the house, Banjo is very much like, in his mind, the house is supposed to remain chill. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, anytime that, like, he fucking loves the baby. Like, we, we'll put the baby in the swing and he'll, like, sit in front of her and lay his head on her lap. But, like, if Hazel starts getting a little fucking wacky, he he gives her a look. And, you know, if we see... We're like, hey, man, relax. But Hazel was so bad with dogs before him. Like, she just did that kid shit where she would just go up oh, to any yeah. dog and, like, just start fucking with it. It's like, any other dog would tear your fucking face off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And somehow he's smart enough to have the restraint of, like... I'm not going to hurt you, but I'm going to scare you just so you understand that this is not like, because Coco, the little dog, she'll fucking torture Coco, pull her tail, lay on her, fuck with her, you know, and Coco's too small to do anything. Yeah. Banjo's like, ah, nah, we got rules and boundaries around here, buddy. <laughs> he does, he does, like, she can pet him. 
He doesn't bother mm-hmm. her. But you start fucking acting up. Bo, he's so retarded that he just... Uh, he's not aggressive at all, you know, but he just, like, plays too mm-hmm. much. and he's, he's all muscle. Yeah, okay. A motherfucker goes out in the yard and he just, like, bounces across the yard like a fucking kangaroo. <laughs> like, he, he, li- he just... So much energy, like, raw energy and power. He just... Doom, doom, doom. It's like he's on a pogo stick. It's crazy. He's a good dog, though. He's just a little, little rock on. I'm trying to think. So, oh, but I don't know. I've been trying to explain to my dad how to get my brother out of being a neat. I'm like, Dad, you got to stop. Like, I kind of had to not snap at my dad but my dad's been doing this thing lately where he'll he'll buy something on facebook and then ask me to like it'll be for my brother mm-hmm. he'll buy him let's just say like uh a set of drawers or something like like a piece of furniture he'll be like hey can you go pick it up and my brother has an suv i'm like okay. well, why can't zachary go pick it up it's like well you know he's not comfortable driving over there i'm like dude he is 19 what do you mean what do you mean he's not comfortable? He's like, well, you know, he doesn't want to. But I'm like, dog, I have a family. I'm a grown man. Like, you want me to tell my, my wife and my kids that I got to fuck off for a couple hours to go pick up a piece of furniture <laughs> for my brother? Just because yeah, that's why you have kids. Just because he you know? doesn't feel like getting it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like shit. Like, I'm like, dad, you got you to gotta stop babying him. Or else he's always yeah. going to be that way. Men don't progress until they hit. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They men don't progress until they're forced to. Yeah, it's conflict. Like when I was like, 18, I'm going to stay the way I am until someone blows up at me, and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta like, you know, I gotta straighten myself out. Get my That's when it's, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna grow again. Until then, it's just coasting it where you're at. If you're comfortable, why would you change? Mm-hmm. It's only when things get uncomfortable do men... Like when I was 18, like I was saying, we were broke. It was hard to find a job. I had I was sick and tired. My dad didn't have any extra money to give me. There was no like, hey, dad, can I have $20? Like it, it, There was no $20. So when I got to be 18, I was like, all right, number one, I got to get a car so that I can get a job so I can have money that it, I had to. And I had to convince my dad to co-sign for a car because he couldn't afford to buy me a car and I can't get a job unless I have a car to drive to job. And uh, I had to convince my dad to co-sign for a job or a car and promise him that I would make the payments on it, which I always did, you know, but that's like, and then I, I was like, look, if I could just get the car I will have a job like within a month and I did, you know, and, and from then on, like once you start to get on the path, you realize, you know, like, oh, okay, it is a good thing to be my own man. I don't want to ask anybody for money, you know, yeah. but it just, it sucks that you got to give some people such a kick in the ass because you don't want to be mean or whatever, but. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's bouncing out. It's like, yeah, it's nice to help your son who just finished high school and doesn't know what he wants to do. 
but it's meaner to let him flounder and never be successful. Yeah, like you don't he does my dad doesn't understand how much he's holding him back, you know. Like you you and me both know. Uh, how old are you now? 24? 23. 23. So you're not quite there yet, but I know at 27, which you you probably know too, but the earlier you get started, the further you are ahead of the game. It's Absolutely. Like if you waste a year from 18 to 19, you could already be a year into a career. You could be a year into college, whatever. Like you, you literally. Yeah, that's just, a that's a full promotion. Yeah, you just wasted a whole year of just nothing, just yeah. nothing, and it's like you're getting held back because you're making you're just letting your kid be comfortable or whatever. Which it, the downside is like my brother doesn't do anything wrong. Like he 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 wasn't like me. I was already. Uh, I liked to party into girls, you know, shit like that. When I was a little bit wild at 18, 19. So in my head, I was like, okay, I need to get my own money, my own car, pay my own way. That way nobody can tell me what I can and can't do. If I want to, you know, go drink beers with my friends or whatever, I get to do that because uh, I make my own money. I pay my own bills. You can't tell me what to do anymore, and I can move out. You know, I moved in with my grandma who it kind of like helped her out a little bit, you know, and then Mm -hmm. I got to do what I wanted to do. But my brother doesn't have any interest in any of that. He's like, I don't care. As long as I can sit here all day and play video games and go see my girlfriend, the fuck do I care? So in reality, what I'm saying is that alcoholism is a great driving factor for a young man. But I don't want him to drink. He can, but it's not. I, I he's kind of got a blessing. I don't know. I don't know if it's a genetic thing, but my brother can. He can drink. He can. I've seen him smoke weed. Like, and it's not that he doesn't like it, but after the fact, he's just like, I, I don't care. Like it's like he never goes after it again on his own. You know what I mean? That's a good thing. It is a good. Right, thing. It's way better than the opposite. Yeah. I don't know what happened with me. Did you ever have like a weed phase? No, I've never smoked. Ever? Ever. That's crazy. Well, all the the all the weed smokers, potheads, and whatever you want to call them, I went to high school with were fucking losers, and I didn't like any of them. Yeah, especially by the time college, you get to college. But oh well, I guess you went to yeah. a gifted high school, so it wasn't around. No, I went to a public high school. But it was it was it was thing. a fucking smarty kid high school. Um, I just didn't like any of the potheads. The one that I talked to the most was a gay kid in the broadcast class that I was in. Yeah. I just couldn't stand him. Um, and then two of my roommates in college were like heavy smokers. And it totally turned me off. It's like they just sit around. They fucking eat all day. Got no ambition. It's just like it's not the way I want to live. You know, I've got there's shit that I want to do with my life. And if that's what smoking weed does... It's not for me. I think that's the biggest downside to weed that a lot of potheads don't realize. Like, they listen to Joe Rogan or something like that. He's like, oh, yeah, man, I smoke weed every day. Like, dude, he didn't start smoking weed until he was in his 30s, number one, which he was already probably, you know, making really good money. And not only that, but, like, he's an extremely disciplined person to begin with. Uh, Number two, like, you know, you're a 19-year-old with 
a shit job and it's like my my biggest thing against weed was always that i feel like for a lot of people because the fact that weed is not health-wise that dangerous against you is also the biggest it's like a double-edged sword because it's not that bad for you it makes people not that nervous about being hooked on it or whatever like people get into this mindset of like life is okay as long as i have enough money to buy a gram for the week or whatever you know what i mean yeah and they stay in that cycle forever i don't know what happened with me i liked it in high school and i still don't necessarily have anything against it other than you know what i said but like i'm not saying like weed obviously doesn't have a lot of negative health side effects it's just it's the mental that can you know make a lot of people lazy but uh when i turned 18 I was the first time I actually clicked in my brain. I never enjoyed it again. It's interesting. Yeah, no, I I tried it after the fact. um, But every time after that, I ever tried it. it, I would just it would like and granted, I kind of replaced it with drinking because drinking is. um, I don't know. It's more of like an accelerant for my brain. It, it you know, it makes me more sociable. Yeah. Less. No, I, I definitely like drinking when I'm with people. Makes me feel less awkward, um, especially with people I don't know that well. Oh, it's it is not. It is a natural anti-anxiety like beverage. Like that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely. I think of it. Almost like a tool, because I, I like to think of everything as like, what's the benefit of using it? Like, Xbox benefit, you know, I enjoy it. It's relaxing. Gym benefit, healthy, and it's a good way to, you know, deal with stress or whatever. Um, alcohol, it's like it's a great way to unwind, and it tastes good. It's like, it's great. Um, but I could just never, like, my mind is like, I never want to get alcoholism or like addicted to anything because it's just fucking expensive like even with cars like i got a i just got a a miata probably gonna do a bunch of shit to it but it's like it's just fucking expensive to have those like those vices um that you get stuck with and it's like i've got better shit to do with my money like i'd rather have it singing in a bank account than fucking floating off on you know another case of beer yeah that's pretty true i mean and Alcoholism definitely has a lot of, as somebody who is a alcoholic by all, I mean, obviously I'm not like fucking begging on the street alcoholic, but I drink every day. Like there are downsides to it, you know, it, uh, it, it can take over your life if you're not, if you're not psychologically really defensive against it, it, it can just like, like, the worst I ever got was just, like, my day consisted of go to work, come home, eat dinner, and now I get to drink beer. You know, that was, like, in my head, that was my positive reward for everything. Like, beer was always the positive reward. And I still like to drink. It's just now I, I try to... I try to take less... I try to take more weight off of the drinking and then put more positive benefit from other things that I do. What, um, 
What was the first time you ever drank? Do you have any crazy, like, drinking stories? Um. Like a party or something? No, the first time I drank was... I'm gonna step outside and take a piss while you tell the story, but I'm listening. Okay, well, the first time I drank was a party for a major, so product design party. Um, the bunch of, like, really annoying nerdy art kids. So... We had, uh, I think I had like two or three cups of Jack and Coke with some of my classmates. We went to the party, um, and it was like, oh my god, guys, it's Chris's first time drinking. So everyone was like super nice about giving me drinks. Um, there was one girl who just kind of like followed me around with a bottle of vodka. She's like, take a shot, take a shot. It's like, fuck off, whatever. Um, drinking there, we go to 7-Eleven, like super happy, super drunk. Um, remember buying like a fucking armful of Lay's potato chips, and I'm like, this is you know the best feeling in the world. Buy the chips, I'm like teeter tottering inside the 7-Eleven. Um, I end up not buying it. I have someone else pay for it because I was too drunk to take the cash out of my wallet. Like I just didn't have the motor skills anymore. <laughs> um, and so someone else ends up paying for the chips. Go back to my girlfriend's room at the dorms. And I'm just like vegged out on the couch doing that asshole drunk thing where it's like it's a couch for four people and I'm laying across the entire thing. <laughs> um, so I'm just like watching some sort of like fucking Disney movie or something on Netflix. I just kind of like fade in and out. I'm eating the chips. Um, and I remember like at one point I spill a bag of chips and I'm super upset about it. And then I kind of doze off again. Mm-hmm. Movie comes to an end. They're like about to roll the credits, and they there's like all these chips on the ground, right? So I get a handful of them and I crush them up, kind of, because you know how like the chips are like this big. So I just make them a little bit smaller. And the final like the music for the credits hit, and I just throw the chips like against the ceiling. I'm like, hooray, movie's over. Um, just being like that like really annoying drunk guy. Um, but People after that, I didn't do drink. That, though they always like yeah get you way too drunk your first time it's like they're fucking yeah it was fucking miserable Hail Mary so i didn't drink they for... get mad when you do something stupid yeah i don't think i drank after that for like two to three years it was like i was 18 i didn't drink again until i was 20 and then when i was 21 i would just buy like a, a 12 pack for a week or something i'd yeah. buy it for a week and i'd end up having it for like a month I don't remember like I I like the earliest drinking I remember for me was like the first time I ever had a beer I couldn't even finish it. It was a Bud Light which are disgusting to begin with, but like I was still smoking at this point. So like for me I was like why am I going to drink you know six of these to get drunk when I could literally just go inside and smoke a bowl or whatever and be high and I'm fine. And, like, I don't have to do anything else, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then I, I think drinking finally took a hold kind of after I quit smoking. Because I... Ugh. Once I, I started to like beer and then realized that I had a... I guess a talent for drinking. <laughs> I could uh, I could put them down with the best of them. And then I liked being drunk, but... And then for a long time, I liked to get it. I would just go until I couldn't fucking go anymore. And I, I've done and said a lot of stupid shit when I was drunk too. So. 
Yeah, no, one of the, the roommates, one of the potheads, he gets blacked almost every time he drinks. Which I think he's just fucking pathetic. Can't stand that, which is one of the reasons I didn't drink. Because he would come back, he's like, oh, I lost a shoe, or I don't remember last night. It's like, that's just this fucking pathetic way to live. Just sounds like a shitty yeah, way to go it's about. It's like, it's fun in the moment, but... Uh, what you pay for it afterward, especially like if you don't even remember it, you know, yeah, like, it's I like had what's s- the point when I was, you know, at my worst of just, you know, where I am now, I, me and Cheyenne would have conversations. I wake up the next day and she'd ask me about it. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know? And that's when I finally realized I was like, Oh, this is an issue because like, yes, I like to drink, but uh, I'm also, like, like, dude, I got kids, you know? You look like a real fucking asshole when you can't crawl out of bed until 11 in the morning because you have a hangover. It's, I don't know. It, yeah. it, it, I will say I've never been hungover, which is, like, the best thing in the world. You're 23. That's yeah. So high. Yeah, yeah. It, and I, I, if I ever, I think the, day, the first time I get hungover, it's going to be, like, the last time I drink. I think that's what's going to end up probably, happening. You would probably feel it now if uh, if you drink a lot or if you ever got in the blow. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, like if you drink really hardcore, you'd fucking feel it in the morning by now, I would think. And then by the time you're like 25, 26, 27, the older you get, the harder it is for your body to come back. And there's like two paths. There's like people that just kind of quit. And then there's the the smarter alcohol. Like me, dude, I'll, I'll drink, I'll like chug a Gatorade and drink like, or take like four ibuprofen before bed. And that's, that's like the old man's cheat code to not quite being so hungover in the morning. Yeah, well, I just like, because a lot of people have dinner, then drink. I like to start drinking before dinner, have like a really late dinner. So instead of eating at 6.30 or 7.00. Start drinking, then have dinner at like nine thirty, ten, and then go to bed at midnight. That's like, if I'm gonna drink, that's the perfect night. Because then you're like going to bed, you just ate, you're a little tipsy still. Because normally you absorb some of the the alcohol with the food. Yeah, you um, do. And you're still drunk when you go to bed, but it's not like because when you're eating, you don't have enough time to get like super hammered. So you stay in that like nice cushy, like oh, I'm like drunk, guys. Guess what? That's what I like about um, beer is you can kind of control yeah. it a little bit. Exactly. That's like right. four beers in is when I start to feel it. And then like four to eight, that's the sweet spot. Yeah. And then you just got, you get there and you can just maintain it with like one drink an hour, two drinks an hour. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I usually, I usually don't drink before I eat now. I try to eat dinner whenever. And then after the fact, I'll I'll start drinking. I almost try to start drinking later because like on a weeknight, I know I need to be in bed by like midnight. So it's like if mm-hmm. I can wait to start drinking until nine, I know how my brain works. So it's like I know I'm going to put as many beers in as I can because I'm going to be drunk. And I'm like, well, one more won't hurt. <laughs> so if I start later, there's only so many that I can fit in into the time period. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I start drinking at 6, I'm going to have 12 beers easy. That's literally like two beers an hour by midnight. If I start at 9, 
okay, now you've cut down to like six or seven beers. And I don't, by the time it's time they go to bed, I don't care anymore. It's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're drunk or not. It's time to go to bed, dumbass. You know, but I say we, uh, I say we hit the old Q and A and then call this motherfucker a night. Let's see what we got. Here's me being retarded. I wonder if we got any good questions. Probably not. <laughs> we only got a few. Uh, let's start. What do you think about the far northwest states like Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine? Uh, I'll let you start. Don't think one. about them. I don't think about them at all. Um, They're nice. They're very scenic, but they just don't got much going on. I think they're like, they've got like rose-colored glasses on for the rest of the country because they're, they're almost like the Europe of America. You know what I mean? Like it's, a, it's like ninety-nine percent rich white people that live there, extremely mm-hmm. Democrat governments. You know, it's like we don't need police. It's like yeah, there's no fucking crime, you idiot. You're in like rural New Hampshire, fucking moron. But like. Th- they're like they're like the liberal version of montana you know what i mean yeah like montana is a great state very pretty i mean so is like new hampshire and maine and stuff it's nice up there but i I just feel like they're they're living in such a like a wonderland that they have no idea even though they're so close to everything else i guess they don't leave like they have no idea what else is going on in the country They've never been fucking anywhere else. Uh, Pister Lee asks, who do you think killed McAfee? I've heard various opinions about this. I'm not sure. Um, You would think that they killed him. I've also heard uh, other opinions saying that he probably just offed himself because it's like once you get into that position. As him, I don't know what McAfee knows or doesn't know, but it's like, what are you going to do? Yeah, there's no way... I don't believe that he would have killed himself. But he was also fucking crazy, though. Like, yeah, but there's the difference between being crazy and killing yourself. I mean, like with Ep- I don't think I think it's way more likely that he was killed and he killed himself, just by odds. I think fifty fifty. But I mean, like with Epstein, like Epstein was obviously this high level intelligence, uh, you know, everything in the world going for him type guy. There would be no reason for him to kill himself. Oh, well, looks like we lost Chris there. That's odd. Either way, I'll just keep going. Uh, there'd be no reason for Epstein to kill himself in my mind. Oh, Chris is back. Can you see me? Hear me or whatever? I can hear you. I can't see you. There yeah, you about now. Yeah, you're good. But yeah, I feel like there there's really no reason for Epstein. Because Epstein, with whatever powers it be, like assuming he had the right people on his side, probably could have skated through, you know? But with somebody like McAfee, I mean, I don't know what dirt he had on who, but at the end of the day, he's just like this fucking crazy guy sailing around the ocean with his black wife. Jabrillion wants to know why I'm Irish. It's because the way my daddy was made. Yeah, I saw that question too. What is your least slash most favorite workout? question for me well both of us but 
You can go first. Um, I'm doing a push-pull leg split right now that I really like. Starts off with incline bench chest, and then um, standing overhead military press and flat bench. And I feel like a lot more getting a lot more engagement in the pecs with that than doing a like a chest split or blo- bro split uh, chest day. Um, like the most fun I have at the gym is when I just like I go and I deadlift for like two hours. That's like like a Saturday afternoon when I got nothing else going on. I'll just go to the gym, deadlift for forever. Um, and then I've actually really been enjoying cardio. So I watched, I, I download like, like cardio. Yeah, I've downloaded like uh, episodes on Netflix because the gym Wi Fi sucks ass. So I'll just run for however long the episode is or the two episodes. Oh, you're a runner. Um, you don't do the elliptical? Well, you're not as fat as me, but. Oh, well, I'm pretty fat. So I'm making an effort to, to build up cardiovascular because I want to be able to run a mile, not for like any particular reason. I just want to be able to do that physically. Um, so I'm building up cardio endurance. Um, and I prefer the treadmill over the elliptical just because of the way it feels. And I feel like I got better management over the speed. Yeah. Um, it just sucks. But I like deadlifting, heavy, dude. Like when I run, it literally sounds like a fucking, like a fucking Titan is running through the gym. Like my feet hitting the treadmill. I'm, I'm not kidding you. It's like boom. I'm, I'm 250 pounds. It's like boom, boom, boom. I'm a big boy. Yeah. So it. No, I definitely understand. It makes. Me, I've like, been. I've gotten up to like. I've gotten up to like 225. And even at that weight, it's like it's not crazy, but it's heavy, and I feel like shit when I'm that when I'm that high up. And that's so the, the thing is, is like I, I can run. Like I could probably put in a half mile or something like that. Nothing crazy, you know. But the most I ever ran, I think I I, I made it like a mile and a quarter one time. And I, I dude, I may as well have been like a triathlon in my mind. But yeah. my um my least favorite workout, believe it or not. I think my least favorite would probably be like just just like straight arms. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I don't know why, but for some reason, just like sitting there, curling dumbbells. Like I, anything else you do. Bobo, you are so annoying. Hang on, let me just fucking moron out. Well, he's gone. My least favorite workout is when I'm not managing the weight properly. So if I'm shooting for like heavy sets of like four to eight and I feel like I can do like 12 reps with the weight, that's when it's like it's a really shitty workout and it's just like not hitting the rep ranges I want. It's not really like movement specific when it just doesn't feel like I'm doing anything in the gym. Yeah, that that's I like I always, which is why I said arms is like I really don't like super isolation type workouts like i i I fucking my favorite workouts were always like back shoulders like anything that was like compound bench press overhead press you know rows deadlift squat Mm -hmm. shit like that where i feel like i'm working everything at once in a way was always where I, i i liked that the best and then anything i mean i i don't mind like I, like, I like doing leg curls and shit like that. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, 
for some reason, like just sitting there working my arms, I feel like a, like just a douche. Yeah, it's fun to get an arm pump, though. I'll be honest. Yeah, especially it is. when it's like skin ripping, that feels great. But it's it's not like a it's not like a fulfilling workout. I just I I feel better because like you know if you get like if you do like chest and shoulders or or back and shoulders or whatever like y- you feel it in your whole upper body or whatever like if you do a squat day what like you feel that everywhere all the muscles to just work the arms I I don't know it wasn't as as much of a a benefit like it, it wasn't as much of a good feeling for me. <coughs> Sam asks favorite way to participate in trolling. Um, it's a good question. There's a lot of ways. My favorite is intentionally misinterpreting something. <laughs> like someone will say like a word, for instance. It could be like bat, right? That's actually a bad example because I'm, I'm I like my. Bats. I got a good one. There was a. Um, okay, go ahead. There was a K populist gang I think on Instagram posted today, where uh, it was like some black chick tweeting and it said YT, which I guess stands for white. It's like white mm-hmm. people do this and that, and uh, another guy did it first, but I commented too, and because it said YT, I was like, wait, why is she mad at YouTubers? exactly that's like because it totally derails them that's a really fun way to do it um another one is to like overly enthusiastically agree so someone might like post a comment where it's like why do white people do this and then you just reply all caps okay that's well, like fine because it's like totally on your page. yeah it's like totally infantiling infant Tizling them, just whatever agree that word with is. them completely. It'd be like you're a fucking yeah. idiot. You're wrong. You're like, yeah, I am. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my favorite form of trolling is the like, and and I'm gonna use the um the the Instagram page Occupy Democrat as an example. Uh, my favorite form of trolling is just to like there is no target it's like everybody can fucking get it like it doesn't matter like occupy democrat will post something that will piss off left-wing people and then immediately turn around like he posted a uh a screenshot about how america is becoming uh more diverse to uh yesterday and then under the screenshot he put the video of the football coach being like let's go and then like putting the the caption like racist gonna be mad about this one you know what i mean yeah. and then like the next day he'll post something racist <laughs> i love yeah. that shit I there's love another the... account i forget the name it's like lev dr lev goldman or something like that where it's just like every post the caption is like chud cells seething at this one or Racists aren't gonna like this, and it's all that like super on the nose, I love, uh, like blatant uh, satire. I love fucking flexible. the 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 number one standard for that is, 
I guess that screenshot where somebody asked somebody else, they were like, so what are your, what are your political opinions? <laughs> and they just respond, they go, I don't know. It depends on who I'm trolling. Yeah. The way to live. That is, that's what America is all about because that's the real psyop. It's like the only way to beat the psyop is by trolling it. Amen to that, brother. When you think about it. Between that and Jesus. That's all you need. I think we Pray. Should... Pray while you troll. I think the we should that... end the podcast by talking a little bit about Jesus because I uh I I've been in and out with Jesus, I guess, a little bit. I don't I don't want to say that in a bad way, but you know, what I've noticed about my um my religious standing is like I was I was a I'm a pretty which I, I don't want to be necessarily judged but like I'm generally a pretty independent person so it's like I don't like to ask anybody for help but it's like when I was at my drunkest like worst state was when I was probably at the the highest point of of like I need some higher power help right now to get the fuck out of this place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then as I kind of climbed out of that is when I, I don't want to say I tapered off, but it's like it, it, in my brain, you know, I thank God for the good days, but I don't want to ask God for a good day. If I'm going to ask God for something, I want to ask him, you know, for like, a serious problem that I'm having that I feel like I just can't solve this myself because I feel like he's got enough problems in the world, but uh, I know that's not necessarily how it works, but in my head, that's what I think. I'm like, can I pay the electric bill? Yes. I just need to work more. I don't need to ask God to magically come up with a fucking miracle about how to pay the fucking electric this month. But, um, what I have noticed is, like if I'm in a really bad mood, sometimes, uh, like um, I think me and Cheyenne got into a fight last week about something. It's kind of water under the bridge now, but uh, it, like the next day when I went to work or whatever, I was just really pissed off, and I didn't want it to transfer into my work. But I I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like everybody f- f- feels like this, where it's like if you're mad, it's hard to be unmad, even if you're not mad yeah. at, at... It's like, I'm not mad at you, but I'm mad about something, and I can't be unmad about that. Yeah, it's just hard to let it go. And I literally just thought about it for a second, and I was, it was just like, God, like, if you could just help me to somehow get past this in in some kind of way and it it was weird because i got it it sounds cliche but i got this image in my head almost immediately of like just like a cool flowing creek you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it it like immediate like and, and what was weird was like i couldn't stop thinking about it it was it, it just hit my brain it's like this is what you like. You're not thinking about any of that anymore. Now, the only thing in your head is just like this crystal clear water just flowing over the rocks. That's pretty cool. And 
I mean, I didn't feel 100% better, and I still had problems, you know, but it was just weird just that it's weird how you can ask about the small things sometimes or something that's affecting you, and I don't know. It's just like it, it comes over you, the, the story that comes to mind with that, which, you know, I, I want to let you talk too, but I remember um, when I was a kid, my – my great uncle is a preacher and he was talking about um how an atheist guy was talking about he's like well how do you know that god is real when you can't see him you know you can't feel him blah 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 he's like well it's kind of the same thing as this he's like if you go over to that breaker box right there on the house and you open that up and uh you know you touch two of those breakers or whatever he's like you can't that electricity in there you can't see it you can't feel it and you can't smell it but you know it's there and it's like the same thing and like even though that's kind of like a hillbilly way to say it it's also extremely true like which makes it hard to argue against these atheist fucks because it's like I can't prove it to you. It's just like once you know it's there, you know it's there. Yeah. Now, and the the electrical analogy is actually pretty funny. It's all about higher power. Um. Yeah. So I'll be honest. I don't know how many times a day I pray. I pray when I wake up. I pray before every meal. Uh, I do a rosary and then I pray before bed, and then those are that's like the absolute minimum for me, because um, I like to think about God when I wake up. I like to think about God when I go to bed. Um, this is like ways to to bookend my day. Feels good, helps me, you know, have like the right mindset, uh, kind of like to set myself up for a good day, and then if something good happens. I'll say like a, like a quick thank you. Um, if I hear about someone dying, I do three Hail Marys. Um, if I pass a graveyard, I do three Hail Marys. Because um, I just want to be thinking about, you know, I want to think about the Lord as often as possible. Um, if something good happens, I say thank you. If there's a big issue, I'll pray about it. Um, I just want to, you know, I want to be involved as much as I can with God, because the more I pray, the better I feel. And I don't know if this is like, if you can relate, but the, my emotions and like the, my state of being directly relate to like my productivity and my output. Cause if I feel like shit, everything else gets ruined. If I'm feeling really good about stuff, everything else feels better. Um, and so for me having that, you know, almost like ongoing dialogue is really, really important for, you know, just being in a good mood and being, you know, like mentally stable. And it really helps kind of like steer me away from shit that I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, um, I guess I need to get more into like, with that. Like, like which part? Like all of I mean, like what you're saying makes sense. It's just my own nature. It's like, I, <laughs> It's a dumb thing, but there's um, there's this still from King of the Hill where it's one of um, 
Leanne's boyfriends. I think it's it's Dudley that's talking. I I want to say I guess Hank asks him if he goes to church or something like that, and he says he responds to Hank and he says I don't go to church. Church goes with me. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to church when I'm digging a hole, drinking a beer, or fishing for trout. And I I've kind of always thought about it in that way. Like when I'm outside working or when I'm, you know, just working in general, you know, I, I like to think that, that God is looking down on me like this guy's doing the right thing. But then at the same time, like what you say makes sense where it does feel better. Like I, I relate, I get way more in tune. Like if I listen to gospel music, I fucking love, you know, gospel music and it, it like changes my whole day, like the way I feel and stuff. But at the same time, like I, I don't know if it, it's almost like overwhelming to feel that way every day sometimes. Yeah. And a big thing for me, especially kind of changing from being a Protestant and, you know, being more Catholic is I, it, I don't have to feel good when I pray. Like when I was a Protestant, be like, I want to feel, you know, I want to feel some way, you know, at the end of the prayer. It's like, it's not important anymore. Um, I've got prayers that I say, like, every night. And if you don't pray often, you can just start by, like, when you wake up, just say, good morning, Jesus. Do that for 10 days in a row. Um, and I guarantee it'll, you know, it'll have an impact on your life. Um, but, like, the, the main prayer that I say at night is pray to God. So I asked him for, like, what did I do well today? What do I need to work on? Um, and, like, just, you know, like, guidance moving forward. Pray to Jesus. I say thank you for the sacrifice, like, the resurrection. And then I pray to the Holy Spirit. Because if you're Christian and you were baptized, it means you've got the Holy Spirit in you. And I want to be, you know, I want to be actively listening to that voice. Like, I want to be guided by the Spirit of God. Like, I think we should all want that. And so, for me at least, if I'm not thinking about it throughout the entire day, I'll catch myself doing stuff that I know better. Like, I shouldn't be doing that. Like, morally, it's wrong. It goes against my beliefs, but I did it anyway. So, it's like, I need to be better about catching myself before I do those things. Um, And if I'm just doing, like, small prayers, even if it's just saying grace before a meal kind of keeps me in line with like okay i've got the go i've got the holy spirit with me i should be acting you know a certain way or god's watching shit, dude. i mean yeah it's like you do if you do nothing else before you go to bed tonight uh just thank jesus for dying for you because that's that's a big thing and i think a lot of times people are like oh yeah well you know uh the bible says he loves me and like everyone's got John three sixteen memorized, right? Like yes. that's the Bible verse, but it's like people don't understand. It's so so familiar with you, exactly. It's like he died and then he rose from the dead. It's a big deal. He went to hell, freed all the people from the Old Testament. They went to heaven. It's a big deal, and you know if you don't think about it, it's just like oh you know yeah Jesus died and we're all better off for it. Let me um, ask you how you so, feel about yeah. this, because me and my dad have kind of had this, um, you know, I was raised on this kind of fire and brimstone um, Pentecostal church 
ideology, which I'm still not against. You know, I, I think that they have a lot of things right. But, um, you know, I was telling my dad, I have a cousin that was raised up in church and my uncle got really mad because, granted, my uncle, who is obviously my cousin's father, kind of um, sponsored my cousin in buying a Harley. Yeah. And now my cousin being a young guy, he's 21 years old or something. Okay. You know, he, he enjoys his new hobby. He's doing typical 20. He's not really a bad guy or anything. Yeah, but, but he's like, young. He, he wants to go to Sturgis now. Him and his buddy are going to trail, trail the bikes up to Sturgis or whatever and go have a good time. My uncle got really pissed off about it. He's like, well, I didn't raise him like that, blah, blah, blah. And like me and my dad kind of got into this not really an argument, but a discussion where, you know, there's somewhere in the scripture where God says he doesn't like lukewarm. He would rather you be all the way hot or all the way cold. But I don't know, like, to me, that doesn't make a ton of sense, I guess. Like, I, I don't like the idea of telling people they should be Christian because they're afraid of going to hell. It's like, yes, you should be afraid of going to hell, but you should be Christian because you want to be better in life by following, you know, the teachings and the way. Like, when I think about anything Christian, going to hell is like the last thing. Like, I don't, I don't think, like, I should do something good because I'm afraid to go to hell. I think I should do something good because I want to be more like Jesus. And the, the good things that come along with that, the way I feel, the things that happen to me in life, not materialistically, but just, you know, like yeah, when you start going down things. that path, like you, it, like things yeah. just fall into place. It's weird. Yeah, there's like an intangible like X factor that goes on. And my dad's just like, well, you know, that's, that's all well and good, but you should always be afraid of going to hell. I'm like, well, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not a Christian because I'm afraid. Like, yeah. And I don't think that's the point. I don't think Jesus died necessarily because he's like, you know, either you guys are going to fall in line or you're all going to hell. It's like you should want to be better just for the sake of being. I don't know. This It's my opinion, I guess. Maybe I'm wrong. but Yeah. No, I'm glad you brought this up because this is like. I, I think I can say this without exaggerating too much. This is like the crux of all theology this is like if you if you only talk about christianity once this is the conversation to have the story of the bible is a story about love right created in the image of god created the world for us gave it to us we're now keepers of the world um made in the image of god uh adam and eve lived in paradise right like wasn't paradise was made and then it's like oh you get to live you know in the outskirts they lived in paradise and there was only one law that they had to follow there's no sin there's no shame nothing just paradise right um and then there was the corruption of man and that's where we're at now so creating the image of god god is perfect and i think if you were to explain humanity perfect form of humanity is love right like caring for others like platonic love romantic love i think that is you know like the highest fulfillment of humanity that's the best you can get it's like the purest feeling you can there's like love 
is very pure. And then, like, I feel like hatred is also pure, but it's in, like, a chaotic, like, wrong yeah. way. You know what I mean? Like, like when you feel – I feel like you can feel hate as strongly as you can feel love, but it, it's, like, the difference between feeling the absolute worst towards something you can feel versus feeling the absolute best towards something you can feel. Yeah, and it's kind of the it's two sides of the same coin, really. Like, hating someone and loving someone can be very, like, it's not hard to go from one to the other. We can say it like that. Um, yeah, no, especially not as a, uh, you know, like we were saying, a corrupted human soul where we yeah. literally, I mean, you have Satan that corrupted people and then God that, that was the pure form. Mm-hmm. we are there's you know the flesh and the spirit the flesh is technically the opposite of everything that the spirit is you can go either way yeah and so part of it is like i don't know what your experience is like but when i hate something it's it just ruins everything else like that's the only thing i can focus on eats away at everything it's hard to feel happy or good it's like consuming and i hate it I hate hating. It sucks. I don't enjoy it. Um, but, you know, the story of the Bible, especially with Jesus, it's all about love. It's about redemption. It's about, you know, being close to God. And I think what a lot of people get confused about hell is that it's a punishment. It's not a punishment. It's not like, you know, a, an earthly law. Like... I don't know. It's not like um, if you break, uh, if you speed through a red light, you get fined five hundred dollars. That's not what hell. That's not how hell works. It's not like oh, you did something bad in your life. Here's the punishment. The way heaven and hell work and purgatory works is if you believe in God, you practice what the Bible preaches, and you die in good faith and all that, then you get to be with God for all of eternity. You've, you know, you've fulfilled what he wanted from you. You've obeyed the commandments. You were like Jesus in your life. Um, and you get the reward of being with God. And, you know, you lived a good life because of kind of the teachings and all that, the X factor that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, if you don't live in alignment with the God, with, with God, um, with the Lord, if you don't follow the commandments or the teachings, you're not going to have a very fulfilling life. You see this a lot in atheist countries, uh, like especially in Europe. I think it's like 70% of young British people feel nihilistic to some extent. It's like life has no meaning. Um, and so if you're not following the commandments, there's no joy in life. Like maybe there's hedonistic pleasures, like pleasures of the flesh of the world. Uh, but that's not very fulfilling. No, it's so fucking empty. Yeah, and then it just it feels worse too when like if you're in the church and you leave, it feels worse. It's like yeah, it feels good for like five minutes. But then you've got the rest of the day where it sucks. Um and so then you're doing things that are morally wrong. Like you're gonna have that on your conscious conscience. Um and so the way hell works is it's not a punishment directly as like, you did this, you're naughty, you're going to hell. It's you didn't follow the will of the Lord. And because God is perfection, 
you can't be with him. Like you're not allowed to get close enough to God because of the way you live, because of the way your soul has been ruined or tainted, uh, whatever word you want to use, corrupted. Um, so you can't go to God. You can't go to heaven. The only place for corrupted souls is hell. So you end up in hell. Um, but the the whole goal of Christianity, the whole reason Jesus died was to save everyone. So the goal was everyone should go to heaven. That's why we were created. Uh, that's not why we were created. We were created to live with God. Um, and so now we die because we've had corrupted souls. And the the goal now is to get back to the kingdom of God. And you have to die in good faith. You have to live you know, as we were instructed to. Um, and the only way to do that is by following the Bible, is by believing, is by doing good things because they're good not because you're scared of going to hell. It's kind of like what you were saying. Yeah. Um, so the goal of a Christian should always be God created me in love. He loves everyone else. Since he loves me, I can show him my love by loving everyone else as well. So doing good to others, like morally, that's a good thing to do. But it's also loving to God to you know, care for other people help them out to be loving towards them yeah like that's kind of the like which you know the pentecostal it's very you know black and white where like one of the rules was like men aren't supposed to wear shorts it's like okay well why aren't men supposed to wear shorts it's like well because a girl can lust over your legs and like i understand this if you're the type of person that dressed you know Especially women, but men can too. Uh, what's, you know... Immodestly? Yeah, you know, you don't dress very modest. You know, as a girl, you're showing a lot of your skin. Or as a guy, you know, like, you're, let's say you're a good muscle dude or whatever. And you're wearing a tank top that, you know, barely covers anything. And then, you know, maybe you're influencing somebody else to lust over you. I can see where that would be something. But, you know, the fact that... I have the bottom half of my leg showing compared to like, oh, it's okay to wear a short sleeve shirt where I would argue that more women are into big arms than they are legs. You know, I, I'm, I'm talking about that. I'm like, this seems like it's like, this does not necessarily make a lot of sense. He's like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Like the only thing that ever made sense out of the whole argument is just like, which I agree with, honestly, and I don't know if it's a heaven or hell thing, but I think it's a good rule. Um, I, is that people should be able to look at you without knowing you and tell that you're a Christian. Absolutely. Like, uh, which, you know, there's not a lot of those, but like you see like Pentecostal, like you see him with like the long skirt, you know, long hair you know, dress real modestly. You see the men, they're dressed real modestly. Collar shirt looks nice. Doesn't matter where they are, you know, in the grocery store, or whatever. You're like, oh, this guy's a Christian. Like, you know. I And like I said, I don't know if that's a heaven or hell thing. I don't think it is necessarily, but I think it's definitely not a bad thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing, but it's not, it's not what you're called for. Like, if you want a, a Bible verse to quote, be like, I think it's Galatians. Um, 
it's it's along the lines that the entire law is fulfilled in one word or in one quote um uh, and it's love your neighbor as yourself and so if you're loving towards others you're never going to fall into sin because sin is almost every time excuse me uh like it ne- it's necessitated on a lack of love so it's like stealing killing uh disrespecting god uh using the lord's name in vain all of that comes from a lack of love and so if you're loving towards others that's the first step and then you can add on to that like yes uh dressing proper showing love to god especially in church um you know doing what you can to not cause others to sin that's good too that kind of falls under being loving towards others but it's not specifically what you're called for so that's where i think a lot of the it happens a lot with the protestant sex um where they'll try and interpret and stack more things on like yeah it's good to be modest um but saying that you're not allowed to wear shorts i don't know if that really matters that much too it's like the bible clearly says that the the body is a temple you know and it's Mm -hmm. like half the church is morbidly obese it's like what yeah. kind of temple are you running at this point? Like gluttony <laughs> between pro between Protestant and non-Protestant is still it's still a sin either way, you know. Like, and I'm not saying that you have to be in the best shape of your life or anything like that, but literally the church I used to go to had a preacher that was kind of like a base lifter guy. Mm-hmm. To the point where when he got excited, which I don't know if you know a lot about Protestant churches and like speaking in tongues and stuff. Yeah. He'd get excited and this this dude would do laps for Jesus around the church. <laughs> they voted him out of the church because the original preacher died. Mm-hmm. They voted him out of the church because he kept preaching on how it wasn't right that like he would say like you like we you need to have your body like your body is a temple and when you're obese and you're not taking care of yourself it's like you're offending god in the in a way like he gave you this body and you're abusing it you know like he would just kind of talk about literally just being healthy and stuff because this guy was a fitness dude Mm -hmm. and they voted him out over it because yeah that's they don't want to hear that's really sad to hear honestly because it's like, if you're going out for dinner, like, it doesn't even have to be a date, but it's like, your parents are coming over. You should clean your house. You should dress, you know, somewhat nice. Um, like, when I see my grandmom, I dress better than I do if I'm not. You know, like, it's not necessarily like a button-down and tie, but it might be a collar, or just like a plain shirt or a nice sweater. And you should have that same reverence for God. Like, everything divine should be treated as divine you got a body from the lord you should treat it well um you've been blessed with certain things you should treat them well like if you have a nice house don't trash it like it's just a a terrible thing to do it's shitty to do um and it's like if you're being blessed from the lord you should be respectful and reverent of those blessings yeah that's uh I mean, it's kind of my thing. I mean, I haven't been in the fucking gym in a while, but, like, I really do believe that, though, that 
you know, you your body is a temple and it, everything in your life. It's just so weird the way it, like the second you think about it, like you were saying, like if you just start your day thinking about it, if you can come to that kind of, which obviously you're ahead of, of the fucking game than me on that, but like, it, it'll just change your whole day. Like how you think for the whole day, it's, it's almost like, you know, Jesus isn't going to kick the door in, but if you just so much as crack the door in the morning, he'll just walk in and be like, okay, I guess it's my day today. You know, like they, God's not going to force you, but absolutely you have to be, he's always there, but you have to let him in. That's like, that's a really, it's a great analogy to use using a door. Yeah, it, it's just, it's so weird. Like, it, it, it just goes back to what I said about, you know, like, you can't see it, you can't explain it, you can't smell it, you can't hear it. I've never, like, the, the farthest I've ever heard God spoke to me is almost like, I feel like I'm talking to myself, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, I do something, and it, I just hear this voice in the back of my head, like, you should, either you should do this, or you shouldn't do this. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. it, like even at that level, to me, that's all I need. I don't need some great – like I don't need a ray of light to shine down on me or whatever. It, like even the other day, which this is stupid and I don't even know – I mean I, I give God the credit, but like I, I don't know why he would necessarily do it. But I was just talking in the group chat with my friends – I'm trying to make my backyard look good, I'm trying to grow some grass, you know, so my, my kid mm -hmm. can go out and play and not be in, like, fucking shit dirt. And I'm like, man, I could really use some rain today. I had just looked at the weather forecast. And the weather forecast said no rain for, like, three days. And I was like, well, I guess we're not going to get... I'm not kidding you. Like, as soon as I sent that, I walked outside. Five minutes later, huge thunderstorm rain like heavy rain and i'm just like <laughs> god is good amen I'm like thanks i get i mean like i need i i don't know like i wasn't necessarily asking for it you know what i mean but it's just mm -hmm. like weatherman says it's not gonna rain today god said you need a little rain for the grass how about a lot of rain you know yeah hey, there's a another verse where it's I'm going to butcher it, but it's basically ask and you shall find. Uh, or ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. And it's like the same thing. If you don't pray for stuff, you're never going to get it. Uh, if you pray for stuff and it's, you know, it's beneficial for you. Because this is what a lot of people get hung up on. Is they'll pray for things that aren't good for them. Like maybe it's a bad relationship. Maybe it's something that they don't actually need. Um, but God knows better than you do. And so if it's a, if it's something that you're praying for that will help you or that is good for you, most of the time you'll receive it. That's like, that, uh, it might uh, take a while, but it's, you're going to get it. That's like that Garth Brooks song where he's talking about, uh, I can't remember how it goes, but he's saying like, like God is always listening, even if he doesn't give you what you want or some shit like mm -hmm. that. And like, 
just talk yeah. about like being in a bad relationship or something and, and praying all the time that it works and then it doesn't but you end up being in a better relationship because god's not going to give you something bad yeah you know? exactly which is kind of what i get scared about sometimes which you know obviously god's not going to give me something bad but i get really almost like nervous but like i don't like to ask for things that I either feel like I can accomplish it on my own or I feel like, you know, I don't deserve it in a way or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I know what you mean. It's, it's like uh, you don't want to ask for stuff that you don't need help with or that you don't think you should have. It's, it's kind of hard to phrase, yeah. It's hard being a drunk, too. Like, sometimes... I mean, there's parts of me that, like I said, the most in touch I ever got was when I was at my drunkest. Like, and God does have the ability to, to whittle me down. Because just straight sober, I can be such a, like... Like, just a true hard-ass, you know what I mean, about everything that it like i don't think about anything except for like what i need to do for the day but then alcohol or god which the alcohol would whittle me down to the core just based on the chemicals or whatever the fuck and then at the end of the night i'm blackout drunk and i'm like jesus christ like help me get out of this hole but you know i would i would be like crying praying and shit like that but uh that doesn't happen anymore but, you know, at the same time, sometimes on a Sunday, something tells me, hey, cue up the gospel playlist. Change my whole day around. I might give a, a bum $20 that I know he's going to spend it on beer, but something tells me to do it. Yeah, it's easy to to forget about God when things are good. I... I don't know. I don't want to say I ever forget about it. It's just like. It's not a priority. Like when things are bad, it's like I'll do whatever it takes to get out of this. I feel uh, like when things are really bad is the only time I deserve to like, like I feel like if I'm if like to me, God is like I look at God like I look at my dad because he is obviously a father figure. But, like, I'm not ever going to ask my dad for anything unless I really need it. And I look at God the same way where it's like I feel like I don't have the right to ask about it or to ask for help or guidance unless I feel like there's absolutely no other way. Like, I need the help, which at the same time, you know... I don't know how many people all over the world are praying, but if you're all powerful, then what difference does it make, you know? I guess I just need to... Maybe it makes God happy to help with the little stuff as much as the big stuff. I don't know. It's like giving, right? It's like, it doesn't matter what you're giving, it feels good. It feels good to help people. You can only extrapolate what that's like for God, because you can't really imagine it. Yeah. I, um, go ahead. 
I think I think my best feeling that I get when it comes with God is, which I don't go to church. Number one, which mark as much of this up as cope as you want, but number one because of the way I look with the tattoos and stuff, I really hate. You know, like a lot of church people can be very super superficial and you know fake. And you walk into church, you look like me. You're gonna get looks and. You know, sure, I look like a tough guy, and I can be, but it it still makes me feel bad, you know? Like mm-hmm. a place where you feel like you're supposed to be. I think even David Allen Coe had a song about it. It was either him or that other uh, guy that, that wrote uh, Long-Haired Country Boy about, you know, the church not allowing him in or whatever. But I don't go to church, but anytime I meet with like a real christian dude there's a guy that works at a a penske where i fuel up my truck his name is harold he's an older black guy and it's one of those deals where like you when you first roll up to the fuel stop you don't he just looks like the average guy working at a fuel stop he's got like a mechanic shirt on nice guy or whatever you pull up and then you hear it's like everything changes as soon as you pull the brakes on the truck and you turn the truck off you hear that he's got a radio over there playing gospel music and then he walks up to the window he's like hey brother how are you oh i'm doing good man you know uh just just working hey god is good and like it's like at that point like he brings off that energy you know what i mean Mm -hmm. where like you just it's almost like the highlight of my day is pulling into that fuel stop and just talking with him because it's i don't know it just it it just it it reminds me of the image in my head of just the the cool water you know flowing over like just Mm -hmm. a, a nice cool creek it's so weird religion is a weird thing but uh I do want to say that Danny, Danny said that he likes you and he thinks you're a cool fella. Shout out to that's, Danny. That's a pretty good compliment in my book. That is, especially on a, a hog cast live comment. Thanks, I mean, man. I mean, dude, it's one in the morning. We're still sitting on four viewers, so I uh, I appreciate everybody watching. Shout out. I do got a video I want to show you before we go to bed, but I'm gonna cut the the old podcast off here. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed whatever the hell we've been talking about for the past, I don't know, almost three hours now. Joe Rogan ain't got shit on us. No. But, um... Two, uh, Sigma INTJ masterminds. (laughs) (laughs) The J stands for Jesus, not judgment. Amen to that. (laughs) But, uh, you guys have a good night, and I'll see you in the...